We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince, are you ready for some rapid fire? Is it time? It is time. I love saying that, yes, it's time for rapid fire much more than saying, are you ready for rapid fire? I, I'm happy being over here, Sean Styers. Let's do it. I missed you. All right, so per the report from Yahoo's Ross Dellinger, Notre Dame has oh, here we go. re-upped with Under Armour. Ten years at $10 million per year. So... You good with it? You surprised with it? Where are you on the Under Armour renewal, Vince? Am I surprised? No. Am I good with it? I, the jury's still out because I want to see some more details. Like, I don't, th- this report doesn't have enough details for me. Um, I, you know, not a I, lot I, there. We don't, yeah. th- there's really, yeah. other than a cash figure and, and the length, that's basically all there is right now. Right. And, you know, it, it it had the, the the ten years ten million dollars a year, but last year it was ten million or ten years for ninety million. So it doesn't seem like it's that much of an increase. So I, I need to see all the numbers. I, I don't know what to believe at this point, uh, if I'm being honest. And so I'm not surprised. I had a feeling this was probably going to be the case. We were hearing rumors that Under Armour kind of blew all the other competition out of the water from a from an offer standpoint and it wasn't close is what i heard and so if it's not close then yeah you're probably gonna go with the higher offer is it all about the money no is it about the money some yeah sure is and so i don't have a problem with it i don't have a problem with under armor i really don't but i also want to see what they're going to do like was there is there going to be a concerted effort on the shoe game? You know, that whole thing. Cause that was really the only thing holding back under armor as far as the athletes are concerned, as far as I can tell um, you have, you know, more about that than I do. But so I would hope that they kind of approached it from a, a shoe standpoint being like, okay, well, we're going to be doing some different things. And, you know, we know that's a concern of yours. And I also want to know about the NIL possibilities and and how they're going to use some of the athletes and all that. So I need more information. You know what I mean? I, I'm i cool with it. If it's Under Armour for 10 years, great. Um, not surprised. I would have been shocked if they went a different direction at this point. And that's, you know, I think a lot of 
I think a lot of people wanted to see a different direction. I think that, you know, again, based on this report, I think a lot of people, and myself included, thought that Notre Dame was going to be kind of more in demand in terms of the Nike or the Jordan brand or, you know, even Adidas, I guess. People weren't necessarily that thrilled about Adidas because Notre Dame had already been there. And it's still kind of amazing that it's already been almost 10 years since they were with Adidas. But you're right, like, other than it's going to be $10 million a year for 10 years, and the fact that apparently this offer was considerably better than either yeah. of the other places, that's really all we know. I, I'm sure that there are going to be some NIL things included in this because, again, from what I understand, Under Armour has already pivoted to that. You know, there are Under Armour agreements with virtually, you know, all the – at least from the basketball, you know, the two basketball okay. teams and the football standpoint, there are already NIL deals in place. Now, I don't know to what extent they are, you know, and that's another thing is we just, we don't know. Like one of the creative things that we've talked about that we've saw suggested before was whatever Notre Dame did with this next apparel deal, that there needed to be some flexibility when it comes to the shoes that, you know, again, along the lines of the NIL, maybe right. it's like, you are uniformed by Under Armour and you're wearing all the Under Armour gear, but there's the, you know, you kind of leave open the possibility that the players could potentially negotiate their own NIL deals when it comes to shoes and things sure. like that, which I still think is a great idea. But again, we don't have that detail right now. It's just, I don't think anyone's blown away by it because all you're doing is is re-upping and we don't know any other details of you know, this is this is basically a report. We've seen some confirmation right. of the report, but that's really all it is right now. So I just it's it's hard to get excited about it. Again, when you have the you know the shoe thing dangling out there, and you know this was actually a great point that Michael Hahn brought up. Where do you even buy Under Armour shoes? That should tell you something. Michael says it's like I started thinking about it. And other than when I go to the Under Armour outlet stores, which I do from time to time, like I don't, I don't remember seeing Under Armour in too many places. Do you? Under Armour shoes. Um, that's a good question. I've never specifically looked for them. I go when I go get shoes. It's usually for my kid, and uh, he's not buying Under Armour. I'll be honest with you. He's buying other brands, and uh, that's okay. Whatever. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Um, Chi Town says know. Kohl's. You can get them at okay. Kohl's. Well, okay. TJ Maxx and Ross. <laughs> I look. Somebody was saying in the chat about the money, and they they was hope the hope whatever. You know, we're we're hearing ten million a year for ten years, but we're also hearing that it's the highest in the nation for apparel deal. So but there's some conflicting reports right. with that as well, because right. right away I started seeing people saying, well, Ohio State's getting this and Michigan's right. getting this. So that's why right. I need more details. Is it really right. the highest apparel deal around? And, you know, you can be upset that if it came down to, let's say, Jumpman and Under Armour and they took Under Armour because they were offering more. Be mad at Jumpman for not offering more money. Don't be mad at Notre Dame. I'm so, yeah. I mean, you know, that. That's, I guess, where I have an issue. It's if like, don't blame two, Notre Dame. If, yeah, if the other two weren't willing, you know, because, like, what would you do if the offer is, let's say, $7 million versus $10 million, What are right. you going to do? So it's the shoes no are a little bit worse. Like, you know. 
But again, that's why if I'm Notre Dame and it's like I'm not there, there has to be some feedback that they have gotten from you know a combination of the coaches, the players, you know, who are actually wearing this stuff. They have to have gone to that. You know, Marcus Freeman did the whole thing where he went out there to Under Armour. They have to have received feedback. Absolutely. On on what no they question. think about this stuff and what needs to be improved and what doesn't. And so you would hope that as part of that feedback, that Under Armour is not going to write a check and just keep doing things the way they're doing. The, right. the, the shoes have got to improve if, if that's going to be a big part of this deal still. You know, again, I would like to see with NIL, with, 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 with the advent of NIL, I would like to see some flexibility with the shoes that the players can cut sure. their own, you know, like a, a Nike shoe deal so that you could wear Nike out there. I don't know that that's going to happen, but I think it makes a lot of sense. But like the Marcus Freeman apparel line, you know, and like the, that's a big one. That, that yeah. That's a missed opportunity if they They're, don't. And that's, do that's that. on Under Armour. Like Under right. Armour is Absolutely. losing out on itself right now. 100%. By like if, if they give Marcus Freeman something, they've got to expect that they're going to get a rush on anything that you yep. know Marcus Freeman is wearing yep. as soon as he's photographed wearing yep. it. They've got to be ready to sell that. That, that and that's, stuff needs to be either in the bookstores or yeah, you know, that's a good or point. Wherever. You no, know? that's a really good point, and they need to harness that because there's a lot of people that are upset that they went with Under Armour, but those very same people would be like, "Yeah, but it'd be cool if we could get Marcus Freeman's clothes." You know what I mean? Like you would turn exactly. a whole second. Like if you care what the fans think, and I'm not saying they do. I'm not sure that I do. I'm not sure that I care what the fans think when it comes down to this stuff. But if you want to turn a lot of the people, then get that on the get that Marcus Freeman line out there, and you're gonna have a lot of very, very, very happy people. Yeah. Shotdown says, I don't care either way, but it's irritating. There's no Marcus Freeman line because it's See? false advertising. It's not, basically, you know. and like I saw people complaining yesterday. They announced the green jerseys. And as of right now, nowhere to be found online the green jerseys, whether it's the bookstore. Or yeah, there's a couple of third party t uh, people out there that are doing them, okay. um, but not officially. You know what I mean? I mean, they have it's it's legal. I'm not saying it's illegal, um, but they're they're but Notre Dame isn't doing it for some reason. Um, and remember when they came out with the Vegas jerseys last year? Remember how long it took to get any of that stuff? It took a while. I before do. that stuff was available yeah um and i here's what here's what i will say though one reason i am happy that it's under armor is that it's not jump man because i <laughs> it, it has no effect on me whatsoever it means nothing to me it doesn't change my life at all i just didn't want that i didn't want jump man i didn't want a basketball player on Notre dame's football jerseys i just didn't and that's petty it's stupid i get it i understand that doesn't mean i feel any different it is petty. It's stupid. So petty. I don't know, but just you know, dumb. It's dumb. Wow. Logo's the logo. If they had paid yeah. twelve million bucks a year, I think that everyone could live with it. But that's fair. I, I get it. And, so. and you know what? I'd have been upset for about I don't know five minutes, and then I probably would have gotten over it. You know what I right. mean? Like it real again. It has no effect on me whatsoever. So you know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. John says, I can't believe the football is or that the footwear is non-negotiable in 2023 if any of these guys have a career-damaging injury as a result of being forced to wear dodgy cleats. Yikes. And that's I don't know. I, I think that that's that's where where Notre Dame, you know, did Notre Dame have leverage? You know, again, we don't know exactly what the details of this are going to be, but you know, did right. I need more maybe, details. Who knows if Notre Dame wanted that? And Under Armour said, well, we'll pay you an extra million bucks a year. You know, like, you just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I guess it's not officially over yet. We still have to. That's true. Notre Dame hasn't announced it. Under Armour right. hasn't announced it. Like, I want some details, obviously. Because in the same sentence, I believe in the article that was written, it said 10 for 10. And it also said the biggest in the country. So, like. Right. Which is now I did notice that there was because I went back and looked at that article again today. There appears to have been some editing. Oh, really? About that, like the biggest in the country thing. Okay. I think it now says among the Uh, the biggest in the country. See, nuances. Like that's why we need uh, details. Okay. That's why we need details. Yeah. Yeah. I saw today on the boards that someone was saying about how Under Armour hired you know, some big shoe expert a few years back and the shoe things are solved and stuff like that. And they said it was like back in the teens. That in this 2018, happened. 2018 yeah. is what I read. So that's, that's five board. years ago. And I know for a fact that there's still right. shoe issues today. So maybe they're a little bit better, but they're right. They're lingering shoe ish issues. I don't have any Under Armour shoes. If Notre Dame wanted to give me a couple free pair, I would wear them, but I'm not going to go out and buy them. Right. But then I could say that about any brand. Like I don't 
I don't know. I've I've gotten to the old man stage where I just want to wear something that's comfortable. So I did notice you wearing your New Balance today. You're darn so. right, I was. And it's funny because I did go shopping with my teenager and his girlfriend to get those, and that's all the rage at that level of of age. Like they're like, it's New Balance, man. You got to get some New Balance. Like they were the ones pushing me to get New Balance. That's crazy. And they have New Balance. Like I, you know, so that's the weird part about it. But they are incredibly comfortable. I will say that. Yeah. Okay, so Notre Dame recruits have been taking to social media to do some recruiting of their own. Kennedy Erlocker tweeted a video of Irish safeties coach Chris O'Leary. It was one of those, you know, mic'd up at practice videos, all of Chris O'Leary doing his thing. And Erlocker said, who wouldn't want to play for the most energetic and electric safeties coach in college football? And then Bryce Young tweeted an Al Washington video and it said it starts with a mentality come play for the best and you've got other guys tweeting different versions of these videos and they're all the Irish commits group and, doing yep. this what what do you think about this Vince I think it's genius frankly um I, I think it makes a lot of sense I think that it's unique I don't know if other schools are doing something like this but I would if but if not and again, I don't know, but if not, I think this is really thinking outside the box. You know, Fighting Irish Media obviously put together these videos and then they distributed them to their commits who then put it out on their social media. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Use those guys as the ambassadors. This is, that's a term actually that Justin Thurman used today. Uh, he's the third member of the 25 class and he kept talking uh -huh. about how he's going to be an ambassador for the 25 class. Nothing against Justin Thurman. But I feel like that term was given to him by somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like that just that feels like if they're doing it. You absolutely. Know? But like they're making the guys in the 24 class ambassadors of the brand, ambassadors right. of the program, getting it out there. Like I think it's genius. I think it really is super smart. And they did it at a very smart time when they were dropping the jerseys and they were doing all these mm -hmm. things, all this in the, the grill and chill was just the, over, yeah. over the weekend as like, well. They harnessed the momentum and they just ran with it, man. And I give them a lot of credit for that. It's smart. I do too. And especially like in these two cases, like I talked about Bryce young and Kennedy Erlacher, you've got two sons of hall of famers. Yeah. And they're the one, you know, they're they're doing the work for you. It's like you see Erlocker and then you see Bryce Young. Oh, yeah. Bryant Young's son, you know, both guys in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And to have them, you know, again, it's not just them, but like specific to them, like those names carry a lot of weight. Yeah. Obviously, when you're talking about Sons of Hall of Famers and they're putting it sure. out there and the fact that they are, you know, again, like they they tweeted, you know, because some of these others, you know, like uh, uh, Seviano was tweeting. Um, I think it was a video of Justin Tuck talking to the team. And, and yeah, that's cool, yeah, yeah. too. You yes. know, Justin Tuck and Notre Dame. Great. That's cool, too. I saw a Tim then, Brown one, I think, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then so the, one of the kids posted that. Right. And then uh, Tay Tay, the you know, the the whole homegrown thing where they had like Zach Martin and Jalen Smith and these other guys who are from mm -hmm. Indiana. And, and of course he's from Fort Wayne. They're tweeting, but you know, again, like specific to these guys, it just like, it, it, it goes a long way to have uh sons of hall of famers. Oh yeah. Not just tweeting, 
but tweeting, you know, it's like, this is going to be my position coach. This is a guy you want to play for. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I, I think it goes a long way. And like you said, it's, it's very smart. You know, yeah. it's like orga basically organic recruiting, you know, yeah. where your guys are doing a lot of legwork for you. It's, I love it. I love it. Use them to yeah. your advantage, man. I, I, yeah. It's super intelligent. I think so. I think so as well. Vince, do you buy or sell this season as make or break for current Chicago Bear wide receiver and former Irish wide receiver, Chase Claypool? Based on a lot of the off-season stuff with him, it's absolutely a make or break season for him. I buy that 100% because if he doesn't show up and show out this year, then he's not going to be on a, in a Bears uniform anymore. And I can't imagine a third team is going to pick him up to be the one or two wide receiver on their roster. Like that's, that's not who Chase Claypool would be anymore. You know what I mean? And he's got the talent. We all know that he's got the talent. Now we need to see what he can do with that talent at the NFL level on a consistent basis. This is a, uh, a big year for the bears because the division is winnable. I mean, it, it, the lions I think are picked by everybody to win it. Okay. Uh -huh. Do we all really trust the Lions? So the, the the vision is winnable. You've got a quarterback, I believe, in his third year, third or fourth year. So this is an opportunity for him. He's going to need weapons, and if he doesn't have you as a reliable weapon, you're you're done. You're out. So yeah, I absolutely think this is a make or break year for him. I do as well. He is going into now his fifth season, and of course, he got traded to the Bears midway through last season, and you know there have been some some talk about his work ethic and all this different stuff, but never he was has, on the up list for like 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Weird. It's just like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Really weird stuff. And it's like, you've got your reputation to salvage one, two, you know, since almost 900 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie, you know, he took a little bit of a step back the next year, but he still had a solid over 800 yards. The last two years combined, though, 450 yards and one touchdown yeah. combined. And again, you're going into year five now. And we were talking earlier about how running backs are obviously not a high, you know, commodity in the NFL. Well, wide receivers are. This is a passing oh, league. Yeah. And you're coming off a year where you only played in seven games and had 140 receiving yards last year. You know, again, like whatever contributed to that, if there were some injuries, whatever, but it's, it's like, you've got to get this turned around. Like if you want your career to continue, mm -hmm. this is it. I think, I think this is a huge, really pivotal year for Chase Claypool. Is he going to be a guy who can stick around because I think you said it. You're not going to get too many chances if you have another year like either one of the last two years, especially like you had last. I mean, he, he's only played in 15 games the last two years. So yeah. he's got to show he can stay out there on the field and then he can be a productive wide receiver. Well, injuries is obviously a big problem with him. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no doubt about that and, and work ethic. And, you know, there's just a lot going on, right? And, you know, he's going to have to make a name for himself in the wide receiver yeah. room. I mean, I think they're counting on him to be the two or the three this year. Chi-Town says they need to get the ball to Cole Komet more. Well, Komet just got a big contract. contract. Yeah, <laughs> that's so I, right. I think they will. He's not, he's not worried about that right now. He yeah, just got I, the big deal. And that's they'll, they'll, they'll get the ball to Komet, and, and good things will happen. I think we can all agree on that, right? And uh, 
but yeah, it's just, it, this is absolutely because there's guys that are going to pass him up. I mean, that's, that's the bottom this line. Is, if he doesn't perform, he's out. This is what's amazing to me. Chase Claypool is still only 25 years old. So like he is right now just at what is supposed to be the start of the prime of his career. It's basically yeah. now till about 31, 32 years old. So he has time left, but again, like he's got to show it right now, or I don't think he's going to be long for the NFL, you know, that whole not I mean, for long thing. I don't think he's yeah. going to be long for it. Yeah, because, I mean, you got Darnell Mooney, you got DJ Moore, you got Chase Claypool. I'm pretty sure that's the three that they want to be starting, but there's plenty of guys ready to take their spots, you know what I mean, or his specifically. So, um, And then you got Equinemius. Don't forget about Equinemius. He's in his sixth year. Could be make or break for him, too. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MLB trade deadline today, and the tra- the the deadline expired about the time we went on. I'm just refreshing here to see if anything new really happened. Hoping there was some new stuff that happened. I mean, uh, okay. the biggest thing that happened apparently: Justin Verlander getting traded from the Mets to the Astros. Didn't see any new Cubs stuff. It looks like the Candelario deal yesterday is the biggest thing. Excuse yeah. me. But you've got, in a span of like a couple days, you've got Verlander and Max Scherzer both traded from the Mets and going to the same division. The Rangers, where Scherzer went, has a half-game lead over the Astros and Verlander going back to the Astros, so that's interesting. But a couple of uh, couple former Notre Dame players on the move. A.J. Pollock got traded from Seattle to the Giants this evening, mm. and uh, the 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 bigger news for the Cubs fans, like Vince and Jesse, especially Trey Mancini, designated for assignment yeah. today. He uh he did not do well after signing a two-year $14 million contract, batting just 234 with a 635 OPS, just four home runs, 28 RBIs. Now I guess the Cubs have a week to trade, wave, or release him. Um, it's expected he's gonna be released. And from there, Mancini could sign a new deal with another team. If he plays in the big leagues, the Cubs will uh, reportedly save a prorated portion of the big league minimum. Um, Otherwise, they're on the hook for the full extent of the contract. It's like the rest of this season is like two and a half million bucks, and then it's seven million bucks for next year. So uh, they're they're eating a big chunk. And you don't see, like, you know, remember the Jason Hayward deal, like the Cubs rode that. 
Yes, you know, they, did. they didn't want to just pay Jason Hayward for doing nothing, but they're going to pay uh, potentially Trey Mancini nine and a half million bucks after signing him to a two, uh, two year deal and, and um, designating him for assignment this afternoon. I believe the Cubs got a couple pitchers or they were, they got one and they were in on another one. Um, a couple of bullpen arms, which was needed. Um, you know, obviously my, uh, my pipe dream was that they were going to be able to bring back Rizzo as a first baseman. Like that would have been great, but he just signed that new deal not that long ago with the Yankees. So obviously that wasn't going to happen, but that would have been, I mean, they would have hit the, hit it out of the ballpark literally and figuratively mm-hmm. if they were able to bring him back. Um, but they didn't. And uh, now they've got Candelario starting at first base tonight, which I didn't see that one coming. I thought they would be starting him at third, but Hey, Let's see what happens. This is going to be it's going to be fun. What do you think that they're buying and not not selling? It was looking, you know, not know. too long Two ago, weeks like ago. they were going to be big sellers. And then they rattle off what eight out of ten, something like that, and they lost last night by one, which stinks uh, against the uh, the division leaders. But hopefully they can scratch one out tonight. But I love that they're buyers, man. I love that they're going in for it. I love that they're. Now, they're going to need to be active in the offseason. You know, they're going to have to re-sign Bellinger. They're going to have to, you know, supposedly they're in the Shohei Atani sweepstakes. Okay, well, go make something happen, you know, in the offseason. Now, I don't realistically think that the Cubs are going to win the World Series this year. I don't think, well, I'm sure there are a section of Cub fans that think that. But, heck, man, if they can go out there and make the playoffs and make a little noise, that's huge going into the offseason, and it's also huge to be a landing spot for some free agents as well. And so, you know, they're kind of building something up here, man, and, and I kind of dig it. I kind of dig what they're doing. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I thought maybe they'd make a little – try to make a little bit bigger splash. I know. I was hoping. trade deadline, but, yeah, we'll see. You know, I was I, hoping. I, I, I guess, you know, I guess the least you can say is they went out and did something, but they still seem to be playing for the future a little right. bit more. Um, back to the question, you know, we had about the the commits, the Notre Dame recruits, you know, with the tweets and all that stuff. Can't hide speed as couldn't that be seen as an indictment on the coaches not being um not recruiting good enough, you know, not basically not being good enough <clears throat> recruiters themselves. What do you think about Absolutely that? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. It's just more bullets in the gun, man. Like it's you, you give your guys on the front line as as much artillery as you possibly can. And that's what this is. It, it's, it is not an indictment on what the coaches are doing at all. It's just giving them more weapons. That's all it is to me. I, I don't think this is an indictment in any way, shape or form because the Cubs are doing really, really well. The Cubs, the, the, the <laughs> see, I found Irish. my mind now. The the Notre Dame coaching staff is doing a great job on the recruiting trail right now. A great job. That this is not an indictment in any way, shape, or form. No, I don't think so either. You know, like you said, I I think it's just another layer to what they're doing, and it, you know, it it shows how how committed, how bought in these guys yes, are. You know, exactly. It's like the fact that they're committed to begin with, you know, that speaks to the recruiting prowess of the staff. And I, you know, I realize there are people who are disappointed to whatever extent in how some, you know, recruiting stuff have, have, or haven't has or hasn't played out. 
But again, when you go back to that blue chip ratio, the percentage of, you know, four to five star guys and compare it to what Brian Kelly was doing, even though a lot of people, you know, down down south want to tell you that, that Brian Kelly is having all these great successes and what a great recruiter is. The, you know, the bottom line, you know, and that, oh, he was never going to get it done at Notre Dame and there's a ceiling at Notre Dame and all these different things. Notre Dame is recruiting the four and five star, t- you know, it's mostly fours, but, you know, it's a combination of four and five when you when you talk about the blue chip ratio. They're recruiting at about 20% better than what yeah. Brian Kelly was. And over time, that's going to add up. You bet it will. You bet it will. Yep. No doubt about that. Were, uh, were you or anyone else in the family up watching the uh, the Women's World <laughs> Cup this morning? I saw you know, the tweets on that as soon as I got up. I didn't realize they were playing that late. 3 a.m., um and i i watched the first two games uh because they were on at seven and then nine and then all of a sudden now they're on at 3 a.m and uh i contemplated it but did not get up uh i checked everything out in the morning when i woke up really disappointing uh finish by the way that they tied zero zero like this Mm -hmm. is and and the two games that I watched, they're just not taking advantage of their opportunities. And and you know, one game is a fluke, two games is like, hmm, but three games, you're real worried. They they could be the first one, they could be ousted early because they're the second team out of their group uh going into the knockout stage, and which means they're not gonna get a great draw. Uh, and I, I haven't looked at it yet, but they're they're gonna be they got an uphill climb uh to win their third in a row. So just ask Carly Lloyd, I guess, right? Well, like she's, she's yeah, she's like they're lucky. And she's not wrong though. She is not wrong. And and they only tied their second game because they scored towards the end of the game. So it's uh it's not a great showing for the US women. Let's just put it that way. And yeah. I've enjoyed watching it, but I wasn't getting up at 3 a.m. I just I couldn't do it. I don't blame you. I didn't Maybe it realize was the championship it, or something. You yeah, know, but, I didn't realize it was going on. Like I said, until I man. got up and I saw all the tweets about people ticked off about the tie. And you got it. You're 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 pretty dedicated if you're getting up for a three a.m. soccer game. Like West Coast, at least it's midnight, so maybe they watched True. it. You know, but three a.m. Man, you're you're in REM sleep by then. Like you should be. So that was not going to happen. All right, well, I think that is going to do it tonight. We will go ahead and wrap it up with that. And, uh, of course, we will be back tomorrow. Appreciate you being here. As always, training camp continues. We don't have another practice. Saturday, right? Saturday, that's right. We'll get to uh, talk to uh, quarterbacks coach Gino Gadouli and the quarterbacks after Saturday's practice. uh, It's just another five-period one, though. So Another five-period. That's right. That's right. Typical. Typical. (laughs) All right. Well, hit the like button before you leave us tonight. We do appreciate it. And, of course, subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast platforms. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.